Hi, I'm Susan. And this is Diane. And this is When Autumn Comes. Look, life sometimes just looks different than we thought it would. This is a podcast for mamas and for people who love them, whose lives were flipped upside down as a doctor looked into our eyes and explained our child's prognosis. Or for the mamas who get very little sleep as they face symptoms and behaviors that just aren't typical for other children. This is a place where we can take on this journey together because we know that this can be a sad, lonely, misunderstood path. But we also know that as colder temperatures and darker days begin to appear, so do the golden leaves and beautiful sunsets of autumn. We know that life comes in seasons. We know that in our world, 24 hours can hold so much change that it feels like four seasons in one day. We are here to let you share your story, let you laugh and let you cry, let you learn and let you grow, together with other mothers, when autumn comes. Happy New Year, Diane. Happy New Year. I missed you. We were, I we, were, we talked on the phone or over Marco Polo. You guys should get it. Susan made me get it, and now I really enjoy it. But we were saying how much we miss each other. I know. It's your face. It's good to see your face. Like face, <laughs> face to face on a screen. In real time. In real time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We can like talk to each other. Because um, on Marco yeah. Polo, we like have a conversation to the other person for five minutes. And then every Marco Polo after that is, I don't actually remember what you said, but we answer yeah. one question. <laughs> I'm going to have to start taking it. notes about what's said. Like as you're talking, yeah. <laughs> I need to take notes so that I can refer back to them. Uh, yeah, no, but I yeah, do yeah. love that app. So that's, let, we can talk about that for 4 a.m. Let's dig yeah, we'll into yes, um, the good stuff. Happy New Year, New Year's resolutions and goals. Oh, and, boy. Yeah. We are also going to do a 4 a.m. about New Year's resolutions for us. But for this episode, Diane, do you have like resolutions for your kids? Do they have resolutions? Like what does your family do? We don't. I, I mean, <laughs> if I you guys could see her face right now, she was like, uh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, we don't actually. It's like, I try. I mean, I am one that I, I will fully admit I don't really love to make goals because 95% of the time I don't achieve them. And that's okay, disheartening. Wait. Oh, never mind. We'll get back to that at 4 a.m. I am curious, though, last year yeah. for the 4 a.m. resolution, <laughs> you said you were going to find a therapist, stop eating cheese. I'm wondering if you did any of that. Okay. Well, I Googled some therapists a handful of times. <laughs> we'll take, we'll, we'll take yeah. a timeout. That'll be our teaser to get people to go to yeah. find out if Diane did her 2021 <laughs> resolutions. Oh, you guys are going to be so maybe not so proud of me, but it, it's fine. Okay, so for my kids, um, no, I, we don't set concrete concrete resolutions. If anybody could be in my brain, it goes. I, I mean, my husband looks at me and he was always like, "Squirrel, squirrel, squirrel." Like I am all over the place, and so I know myself that even if I set rules for sometimes for my kids, I'm like, "We're going to stick to this." But it's all dependent on if I'm aware of what's happening or not. And they're getting smart to be like, I'm pretty sure I can probably get away with playing video games for an extra hour because mom has no clue what's going on. So (laughs) with that being said, we try to implement what we can, but specifically no, um, not resolutions for the new year. What about you? 
Um, you're, a, you're a goal setter, I feel like. I am a goal setter, but this year, I think after having the year I had, I'm like, screw it. <laughs> like, whatever happens this year happens this year. Yeah. I uh, We can get into this later, but I realized in 2021, I started the year with six living creatures that I had to take care of, three dogs, one cat, and two kids, and half of them are gone now. So this year, I'm I like, feel you like know, I want to giggle and cry at that all the same time. I know exactly. It's terrible. It's terrible. It, it's terrible. Like, I mean, the problem with getting pets shortly after college is that they are all the same ish age. Mm-hmm. And I mean, my dog was 15 and my cat was 14. My kid was five. So, uh, but in Mito years, she was about like 73. Mm-hmm. So it was only time. Um, but. If you don't have dark humor, also, you're not going to survive this. <laughs> the other thing that I'm kind of thinking about is the last two and a half years, we're going on three years of the virus, is you're yeah. like standing on shaky ground. Yeah. So to even goal set of like, oh, I'm really looking forward to this or I'm going to try and do this, like I don't know if I'm even going to have the time to because I don't know if my kids are going to be in school or at home or so that or may- hell, I don't know where I'm going to be. I'm currently we are recording right now and I am locked down at my parents' house in North Carolina because my husband has to go into work and half of the team has COVID. Yeah. So to protect Benji, like goodness only knows where I'm going to be next week. <laughs> right. Right. You might be on a boat on the river. You never Ooh. know. I mean, I'm sitting next to the river right now. So you might have to isolate close. a little bit more. It'd be so cold. Okay. (laughs) So today we really wanted to dig into um, goals, but more so because I think everybody's in the same boat with us about COVID and life and meh. Let's skip the resolution talk and go Mm -hmm. straight to like the milestones that we have for our kids. Because I feel like in our community of disabled and medical children, we spend a lot of time talking about goals, whether that's through the early intervention program for PT, OT, ST, whether that's for the IEPs, like all that stuff. It's constantly goal-related. Last week, we had Benji's assessment for occupational therapy and speech therapy. And at one point, I flat out said to the OT, I was like, I mean, these goals are great, but I don't do anything with them. Like, I know you have to have them Mm -hmm. documented and very specific. Like, one was like, Benji will self-propel in his wheelchair for four to six feet, three to four times a day. And I'm like, sure, that sounds great. (laughs) But like, realistically, let me get my tape measure out. Also, Benji, was that the third or the fourth time that you tried that today? Mm -hmm. Along with that, I think it's hard I mean, the the longer I've been in it with therapists, I've realized like I can be transparent with them. But in the beginning, it was so hard when I was like, uh, I don't do that. And I'm not going to do that. And I'm going to pretend I'm going to. And finally, Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm going to be fully transparent. Like this may or may not get done at home. And the grace that they give you of like, we know, do the best you can. It's okay. It's like, oh, okay. Any parents that are new to this, like, these therapists are required to have very specific measurable goals mm-hmm. listed for insurance and for tracking and for mm-hmm. the programs. And I am somebody who feels like I have, like, I'm an overachiever. If somebody gives me a project, I get it done. So when I had, <laughs> I had a mental breakdown 
when I had two kids that were both in therapy. So that's three therapists per kid and however many goals per therapist. Mm-hmm. I finally, like, I started crying during one of the sessions and they're like, are you okay? And I was like, I can't do this. I need you to give me one task for the week and that's what I'll focus on because I tried to do everything mm-hmm. and it's not possible, guys. It is not possible, no, especially no. right now. All of our therapies are virtual because COVID. We've said it before in past episodes, like having a therapist come into your house or taking your kid to therapy gives you that hour, even if you're involved, but it gives you that hour where another human is helping with your child and you Mm -hmm. can kind of turn your brain off a little bit. But with virtual therapy, that's not an option. No. And being a therapist and mom is not, it's not the same. Like I cannot be mom and therapist and teacher and Because just like any sort of typically developing child, your child behaves differently for a therapist. They can push them differently because they have them for an hour listening to them cry and whine at you. Whereas you're like, (laughs) I'm going to live this all day long because they won't let me live it down, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, if you're new to this, just take a deep breath and do, it sounds so cliche, but do what you can. And then, I don't know, I think so much of this is letting go of the guilty feelings of... I mean, I have guilty feelings of, I feel like we should working, be working harder with Sayla's communication device mm-hmm. and how trapped she has to feel. I mean, we are realizing how much she knows and is aware. And I feel really bad. I'm like, I know that we're not really working a lot on it at home. But at the same time, I'm like, take a step back. Don't let your feelings control the situation and get you down and just do what you can. And then you got to let it go and start the next day over. We had speech and I was like, yeah, so I forgot Benji's Toby talker and we've been here for a week. And she's like, oh, I was like, well, I basically left my child's voice at home. <laughs> like, Seriously, yeah, it's terrible, but it's like, like sorry. sometimes on the weekends we don't turn it on or yeah. we're like, here, do you want to babble while I'm in the kitchen? Mm-hmm. Have fun. You know, it's not like I'm physically with her being like, get on my hand. Let's talk about what you mm-hmm. need. So anyway, mm-hmm. that was kind of a tangent, but give yourself grace. One of the things I had that I wanted to talk about was milestones versus inch stones. I have always thought of like, oh, we're getting to these inch stones. We're accomplishing like, and I thought in my mind that it was super cute and it was very fitting for what we were doing. But the more I thought about it, preparing for this episode, I was like, you know, it's kind of like that that negative language I use for myself. Like just yesterday, Diane was like, you need to be kinder to yourself. You're, you need to stop <laughs> talking about yourself the way you're talking about yourself. And I started thinking about the language I was using as far as my kids, Benji's goals. And, you know, it's discouraging when you go into the pediatrician and you have to fill out that form that's like, here's what a six to nine month old child would be doing. Here's what a two to three year old child would be doing. And we never check all or if any of the boxes. We like don't even fill them out. I, I stopped filling them out. Uh, I was like, no, I put a line through, please list any other concerns you may have. And I'm usually just like, Beep, and I just draw a line. Like, I don't, what do you want me to say? Not applicable. (laughs) (laughs) That alone to me makes it feel like, okay, here's all the milestones we're supposed to be reaching, but we're still back on the one to three month old page. 
And so I've always kind of thought of them as inch stones. But is that like giving less of a hooray, Benji did it by calling it an inch stone? He's still accomplishing a milestone. And for him, it's huge. Mm -hmm. But am I kind of putting him in a box and saying like, you got to an inch stone. Way to go, bud. Even though I'm excited, he's excited. I personally feel like it's coming down to semantics, right? Like in my four walls, when I watch my child achieve something great or small, knowing how hard it takes for her right brain and left brain to talk to each other to you know, get one arm forward and then the next arm forward and almost maybe crawl. Is it a milestone or an inch stone? It doesn't really matter because I'm looking at the value of what she's done and how hard it's taken her to get there. But if it does matter to people, then like call it, you know, like if it's a milestone, yeah, it's a huge milestone. If it's an inch stone, because it's like in, in my head, I feel sometimes like it takes her so damn long and such hard work to get there that I almost do want to see like those little inches of like everything that we take for granted that comes so easily to us, you know, mm-hmm. the fact that we didn't have to get diagnosed by a therapist on crossbody motion and how naturally kids just learn to do that from sitting up to crawling to then walking to running. Whereas like they're explaining to me that my child you know, has a thin corpus callosum and it's hard for her brains to talk to each other. So she has to, the repetition it takes. So I don't know, personally for me, it comes down to just semantics and I don't think one is better than the other, but if you find one more comforting and like more joyous to celebrate, absolutely. I think any parent should be able to celebrate their child in a milestone way or an interstone way. I think it just is a matter of how you want to celebrate your child. For me, the biggest reminder was that we should be celebrating. A hundred percent. Either way. I guess I kind of felt a little discouraged thinking like, okay, well, Benji, Benji is all of a sudden saying, pa, 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 and not just ma, ma, ma. And, Mm -hmm. you know, for anybody else, that might be something minor. For us, he's two and a half. Like, we made it. (laughs) Yeah. And so I feel like in my head, if I'm going, well, we reached that inch stone, I just need to be sure that I'm reminding myself to celebrate that. Like, absolutely. We got to check something off of our speech therapy list because, mm-hmm. and you know, I am a sucker for checking things off lists. You are. It just feels so good. I mean, I think it's beautiful personally, I think, to watch our kids. And I don't know, maybe we always say how well we ping off of each other. Like, I feel like we're very opposite. And I totally appreciate and love. And I'm a little jealous of like how checklists do for you. And like, this is going to be a tangent, just fair warning. But when we talk- It's the first episode of the new year. So like- (laughs) And we have not talked in a really long time. Yeah. (laughs) But it always comes back to me and I don't know why I feel this way. But when you, when we talked about the episode of like, what is hope? You had a very defined vision. Well- an idea of what hope was. And it was very clear when you said it. And I didn't really understand what that meant. And I do feel like similar to this, I feel like I sit back and I've, I've just kind of watched my kids not having a goal set of where she could be. And I'm just sitting back getting blown away at like, oh my gosh, I never knew that you could do this. And I do feel guilty because it's like, I don't, I don't know if I advocated. I don't know if I gave her enough credit to know she could do this. But at the same time, I'm just like, girlfriend, do your thing. 
I want to see where you can go because in all honesty, I never, I didn't think you'd ever become potty trained. And now I'm like, I don't know, maybe you can, or I didn't think you'd ever, ever walk. And it's like, I don't know, maybe you can. So I, I love that like there are checklists because I think that's where you get the drive as a mom to push and push and be like, no, don't ever put my kid in a box. And I feel like I kind of put my own kid in a box, you know? I do the same. I absolutely feel like I put Lorelai in a box and I am very grateful for the fact that we had therapists who were like, mm-hmm. no, like let's see what she can do with a talking tablet. Let's see what she can do with her pointer finger. Let's see, you know, and mm-hmm. and I'm very grateful for the team that we had for Lorelai and that we continue to have for Benji. I feel like they oftentimes took scissors and cut my boxes open for mm-hmm. me. And I mm-hmm. greatly appreciate that. I do think, as long as we're talking about goals for our kids, <laughs> I think that my goals for Benji are very different from Lorelai. I mean, like, we know she's dead. <laughs> like, this year, I hope she's flying high. Um, she is. Stretching her wings and doing her little wing exercises. And, yeah. <laughs> um, but when she was this age... I feel like I was very, very, very goal oriented. Like Mm -hmm. you need to clap your hands. You need like whatever the therapist would push at us. I was like, okay, we have to do this because I had this for lack of a better word, hope and drive that my kid was going to do things differently, that my kid was going to defy the odds. And I'm not saying Benji won't, but I also have seen all of this play out in my house once already. So I feel like there's a lot less pressure that I wish I had felt the less pressure for her because I think I could have been more present and less let's work on PT five hours a day. So yeah. I think if there's moms listening who feel stressed out about this, just pretend you're me and that you're on your second kid. <laughs> pretend your first kid is your second kid with a disability and it doesn't matter. Like do what you well, got to do to make the, everybody happy. I think, you know, like there's a gift in a lack of control and that may not be comforting to some people because ironically, I white knuckled my first two typically developing children much more than I did Selah. And then when she was born, I was like a fish out of water. And as much as I tried, there was literally nothing I could do for her to stay within my grip. You know, it was like, I couldn't control anything and all these things were flying at me. And it was like, I stood there just kind of jaw dropped, like, what, what do I, what am I doing? What, you know, and there is a beautiful gift to like being able to just take a breath and feel what is coming at you. Um, it doesn't feel good, but like, leaning into the story that's unfolding instead of being like, okay, if we do this, it's going to equal that. And then one plus one equals two, and we're going to get to four. And then, you know, it, I don't know. I just, I have a lot of friends actually ask me like, how do you, you know, they have younger kids and they're typically developing, like, how do you do it? And I'm like, I was in your shoes when I had my first two, but there was a gift that was given when you literally cannot control something and you just have to learn to step back and watch it come at you and then walk through it and then watch Mm -hmm. it come at you and walk through it. And so you can kind of be more present because there literally is nothing more than you can do than just be there. So 
And I want to add that we sound like we're your experts on this. Yeah, we're totally we are not. not. <laughs> we are not. Like we, this is this isn't an ideal world, an ideal day because Diane yes. and I can sit here and say that this is how we're feeling. But then mm-hmm. we'll Marco Polo each other and be like, I can't do blah, 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 blah. Oh, or, absolutely. Like, I mean, so this is like, don't think that you are not doing things correctly if you're like, oh my gosh, I can't surrender. And totally. oh my gosh, I can't be present because on good days, I'm semi-present. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, the day is within, you know, within surrendering, the days are absolutely still hard. Like whether you're getting up at 4 a.m. or you're not sleeping. We happen to be in a really good spot with sleeping and with, you Are know, you? just- you? said the, you were up at 2. Were you just oh, I think she, up I for think she had a bad dream. No, I oh. think she had a bad dream, but she went back to bed. She was up for like a half hour. Okay. Um, and then I was up for like two. <laughs> but um, yeah, so we're right now in a good spot, but it took a lot of work to get there, you know? But like the longer I fought, the harder it was. And so- I think it's a it's a goal for all of us because no matter what you're doing, control Look is such an illusion. Look at you going full circle with the goals. Oh, girl. Maybe I do have goals. They're just not like – they're kind of in so, the air. <laughs> so you don't have goals, but like let's wrap this up with like you don't – I'm like, so you don't have goals. Like, But you, what's your goal? <laughs> but what's your goal? <laughs> what are you doing? You know, if you had something that you hope – for Sayla to possibly accomplish this year, what would it be? Like on a surface level, I mean, these are just as important, but on like a concrete surface level, I want her to be able to communicate more with her talker. Mm -hmm. Um, It was so funny the other day. This is where my mind just gets absolutely blown by this child because she'll sit, we'll open her talker up and she's like, her best buddy Brooks is a two-year-old that lives across the street. And it's Brooks, 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 yeah. Abby, Brooks, Brooks, Brooks. Like she just babbles on it. And you're like, Sayla, mm-hmm. what, what do you need? So she was so mad. She, we were upstairs and she was crying. I came and got her down and until dinner, I mean, it was probably 20 minutes. She just was like so angry. And finally I was like, what is going on? I open her talker. She goes to a page where don't ask me how she got there. I didn't even know it existed. It was a feelings page. And she goes mean, well, her sister would not let her play in her room, play Barbies with her. Wow. And she was so mad at Nora. And I was like, I mean, here's me even now still feeling like, did you really know what you were doing? But like, either how did way. You get- yeah. Either way. And it totally made sense in context. And mm-hmm. she did it appropriately. And I was like, I didn't know that word was on there. I had no idea how she got to it. I had to like search mm-hmm. it on the search bar. So that's when I'm thinking, wow. She's incredible because she's locked inside her little body. Mm-hmm. And um, so that was, That's I want amazing. more of that. That's amazing. It was so, I mean, we had to not laugh because we had to validate like, oh, right. you are mad at your sister. But it was like, oh my God, it was so funny. Mm-hmm. Um, and she has been, we put her in a really intensive PT this year and she's been doing incredible. So she's probably been in for a year now. And she's starting to walk with a walker. And so that makes my heart just like explode. Like, yeah. I mean, she definitely needs to be supported. Like, her hips are so unstable that, you know, you have to support her at the hips. So it'll probably be a while still, but I would love to see her at least take huge. That's mm-hmm. huge. Yeah. It's huge. So, 
those are kind of my two concrete goals, but I always just underneath, like on a more of a, maybe an emotional level. I just want her to feel included. I want her to feel happy. I want her to feel like a typical child in some senses as best she can. Mm-hmm. And so for me to be present to like, what do you need? And me yeah. to just slow down and be present with her so she can express what, how she's feeling, what she needs um, mm-hmm. is basically my biggest goal. Yeah. I think that it's beautiful though. Like I think, I think by having goals like that, in my opinion, it's our way of not putting the kids in the boxes Mm -hmm. by saying like, I would love to see you walk. I struggle because I'm like, okay, I would love to see you walk, but I don't want to get my hopes up too high because I don't want to feel let down. Yeah. But for me, I, I really, Benji is currently when wearing his AFOs, he can stand at a chair with me, like holding his hips kind of, um, and he can play with toys on the chair. I would love to be able to see him stand at the couch and support himself. Like that would be a great goal, I think. And I think it's a doable goal for him. I will tell you, Sayla didn't move. I I mean, I Mm -hmm. kind of, I don't know why I associate Benji and Sayla now as like, oh, same, same. Mm -hmm. They're totally not because Mm -hmm. Benji's two and Sayla's five and and a half. And he's probably taller than her. Did you see the picture I posted of him? She's he like, can almost stretch across a queen no. size bed. Like he can Are you I kidding? laid him across my mom's <laughs> queen size bed and he was like six inches at the top and three inches at the bottom away from stretching across the entire bed. Like Oh my gosh. He's so tall. He's a, so he's what a the jolly heck am giant. I gonna do with a giant kid that cannot walk? <laughs> Like, You'll come do on, it. child, you're taller than me. Um, <laughs> kind of makes it easier, though, when they get a little bit taller. You can grab them under their armpits and um, just drag them. <laughs> but I will say, like, that is a really cool goal because Sayla would not have been able to do that at that age. Mm-hmm. Like, you know. Can she self-propel I, in a wheelchair? When she wants to, yes. Mm-hmm. So we're getting... I think in the next month, Benji will be getting a self-propel wheelchair, which we've been demoing one, but it hasn't had the upper body support that he's needed. So Mm -hmm. I don't think he could like really get at it without Mm -hmm. that upper body support. Um, Does he grab onto things pretty well? He is, he knows to put his hands on the wheel, hands on the wheel, hands on the wheel, hands on the wheel. And um, he will wiggle the wheels, but he's not like actively pushing. But I think once we can support his upper body, he'll be able. And that was something that Lorelai, it was never even, it wasn't possible for her to do that. So I have to keep stepping back and like. Yeah. If he's doing that at two, Mm -hmm. is he two and a half? He's two and a half. He's two and a half. Not that it matters. So (laughs) Sayla got her first wheelchair at three and she didn't self-propel till probably four, four, and like really now started like I because school pushes her and they're like, sorry, if you want to come, you got to figure it out. You know, that's incredible. That's yeah, incredible. I, I would love for him to have some sort of freedom to be able mm-hmm. to. I mean, he's two. He loves when you push him around the kitchen and he can like pull down the dish towels and yes. open up the drawers and he it's pulls fun. out the Ziploc bags and throws them all over, which is what typical kids do. Mm-hmm. And 
I love it. I mean, I don't care that there's zip blocks all over the floor. So this is a side note. Totally. Like we're done with don't Christmas. Don't let them eat the ziplocs. I know. Yeah. Don't do that. <laughs> or any of your animals either. Um, but we got Sayla this, you know, those Bella's Bumbas chair. I think you've shared yeah. it on yeah. your page before. We found Sayla like a motorized kind of an electric little electric mm-hmm. car that you sit in and it has two joysticks mm-hmm. on it. I'll, I should post something on the page for later, but we just got her a bigger one, but it was so amazing. So the smaller ones, the parents can control. So you also have a controller. Have you seen these before? Is it the wild thing? Is that what it's called from Walmart? So that's, that's the one they don't make them anymore because they were okay. like starting on fire, but we found a refurbished <laughs> one. <laughs> but so that's the second one she's gotten. And that one goes like, I would be careful. It goes very fast and they yeah. do not have like a parent. You can't stop yeah. them. Mm-hmm. But this first one, which Benji, if you could get him enough support on top, they learn how to maneuver. Like she's learned how to turn her chair because the do- joysticks like turn like mm-hmm. a wheelchair would, right? So if you want to go right, you push one forward and pull one back. Mm-hmm. She loved it. And it was, I think, really beneficial for her to be able to understand that she can A, self-propel in something mm-hmm. and then B, learn how to turn. Because now she kind of will like dance in her chair. <laughs> like when she really wants to be silly, she'll like move her body and her arms. Um, so any of you out there that have kids in wheelchairs, that was a really cool there's gift. A, there's a thing and it lights on fire and you can get it for your kid. <laughs> That's the wild thing that goes too fast. I wouldn't recommend that one. But this one, I don't even know if it has a specific brand name, um, but I know they are really popular. So I'll post it for everybody and okay. figure out the name of it. So, Well, on that note... um, Let's wrap up this episode. Yes. We- and let's like give our kids a round of applause. Like, well done, children. We're so excited for your upcoming and milestones give, and inch stones. Let's give the moms a round of applause mm-hmm. too, because well yes. done, mamas. You well, survived have to put a- another year. Put down my tea. You did it. Another year under your belt. Another year under your belt. Well, this is Susan and I, we are recording it. 9 a.m. I'm going to go get another cup of coffee. Amen, sister. And this is Diane. And I have to go get a blanket because it's three degrees here. Three? I actually don't even think it's quite three yet. I'll double check. But it's all the high is going to be today. It's just brutal. Just three. Singular. Singular three. Yep. It might be negative right now. It's it's negative four right now. The real feel is negative 21. But don't worry. In the next four hours, it's going to feel like four degrees oh. Fahrenheit. Oh. Okay. Well, on that And note, the kids want to go ice skating. <laughs> I'm like walking around barefoot with a t-shirt on and it's 40 degrees, but mm, yeah, yeah, you, you do you. Okay. Happy new year. Bye guys. I want to take a quick second here. Actually, let's be real. It'll probably be like 30 seconds. I just want to take a few seconds of your time to say thank you guys so much for the support you gave Diane and me and the encouragement and the love that you gave to our When Autumn Comes podcast. This is the second year of this podcast. We have started the second year. So I guess it's technically season two of the When Autumn Comes podcast. And we just, we want to thank you as this new year kicks off and we are all facing a lot of changes and more drama in the world. We just want to thank you 
And we want to thank you for being here, for listening, for sharing, for liking, for joining us in the When Autumn Comes Society. So yeah, happy new year, guys. And we'll see you next week.